0: Welcome to the Supreme Resort, Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Poster Sting. There we go. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park. I almost became Chaz's Cool Guy for a second. Mermaid oh. by Mermaid, manatee by manatee to determine which is better. He's so cool. Uh, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> He is the coolest. I'm Dan, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question. Which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me, as always, from Scraping the Vault, Jimmy.
1: Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Scraping the Vault Christmas episode. (laughs) Just announced. Chipmunk Christmas special.
0: And uh, from the upcoming podcast, Bowie's Planning, Eric, who just got his 50th COVID shot.
2: Yay. Hey, I'm here. And uh, <laughs> just announced our Christmas episode, uh, Chipmunks.
0: <laughs> A three-hour episode about Bowie and Bing Crosby singing Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> oh, yes. here we go. I believe. <laughs> I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> Are you serious? You don't know about that? No, I don't know about that. Oh, you're in for such a treat. Oh, no. We're only two episodes You have seen that, in. Eric? <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> Look, me, Jimmy? You've known me forever, so like that's <laughs> just guess. like that's like wallpaper for you. It's I mean, so famous. Bing
1: is
2: great.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: it's yeah. so famous, Eric. That um, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did a shot by shot. recreation of the video.
0: It is possibly the weirdest thing ever committed to video. It's fantastic. I'm talking about the original. I love it. Are there any puppets? uh, (laughs) No, but we'll get there. All right. So do we you do a are lot of, uh, in, the, in the music in the Bowie household. <laughs> <laughs>
2: let me, let me mark bowie, down the, the time bowie here. Bowie. This, is,
0: this is where listeners can skip two. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we are in smack dab in the middle of the case of the underwater projections. That's right. You guessed it. Finding Nemo, Submarine Encounter, The Ride at Disneyland, and The Seas with Nemo and Friends, starring Nemo. The ride, the pavilion, presented by Wonder Bread. I have not changed mm. that joke. Uh, and as Jimmy has said before, every episode is someone's first. So uh, I need to point out that our previous episode was a Halloween episode where we do what we do, and so that was someone's first. Oh yeah, <laughs> this I, is I, someone's I, first. I know it the, was
2: a first for some people.
0: I've I've promoted uh, that so heavily. <laughs> And this is probably someone's first, and it's a continuation of
3: an episode a
0: month ago. Of an episode about a ride that just recreates a movie. So I intentionally have in my notes, Opsy.
3: Opsy? hilarious. Yeah,
0: because I typed Opsy when I wanted to put Opsy.
1: Oh, uh, that's ironic. Okay.
0: It is isn't, don't you think? Um, so, some basic things before we get into uh the It's show. like
1: fissures opening up in the earth when you marry the wrong person.
0: You know, the, that classic line. Like, uh, Listen to Scraping
1: it, the Vault, everybody. Brother Bear 2.
0: <laughs> yeah, like watching a movie with Dave Coulier. Um, anyway, uh, so Christmas, cra- Christmas crap is in the parks. Uh, maybe a short episode with Eric and I talking about that will happen, but don't hold us to it. The Adventureland Tree is open as of this episode's release, I would imagine. Asher was going to call in live from there, but uh, his parents won't let him use his uh, phone service. It's on a shared mm. plan. Um, and we haven't got any comments, but I have a comment about the previous episode <laughs> about this topic, which is the sound. Many people might think might, might have thought they heard the sound of a chair, a creaky chair, throughout uh-huh. the episode before. Um, I appreciate time. your concern It was actually the door to our studio opening uh, And advertisers were dropping off money for us So, Oh, uh, the bags Mm-hmm. The bags of money Okay, With comical dollar signs written on them It wasn't because I'm bad at mixing audio No, I think it's because the program you use Is bad at
3: <laughs> mixing <Yeah>. audio <laughs> well, for creaky
1: creature Chair Sounds, listener <laughs>
2: oh, wait. No, it's not working you, you, anyway. you can't even create a creaky chair sound if you tried. My goodness.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I have tried. It. Those of you who are fans of chair sounds, here we go. There it is. <laughs>
2: I got to keep that in. Let me take a note. It's uh, like Yeah, 20 minutes.
1: Oh. We started recording before this, you haven't been listening for for Uh, 20 minutes, despite what it might feel like. Don't tell them.
0: Okay. All right. We're good. They're the only ones. Okay. All right. So. What's the score? The score is currently, so (laughs) in the previous episode, which is two episodes ago on the timeline, the official timeline, not the uh, Marvel. Not
1: the branched timeline?
0: Whatever that show is. Um, Loki. Oh, that's right. Uh, Disneyland Submarine Voyage starring Nemo and Friends or whatever it's called has two points. Again, if if it's your first episode, I know what I'm saying, okay? I just don't care half the time. Uh, And Epcot Disney World has one point. I'm going to make up that gap. gap. All right, everybody. So far, we have
1: observed the overview of each attraction and we've gone through the history of each attraction. Now we are going to Explore the current version of the attraction, its land impact, and is that how we do the show? It's been a while. Yes. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: Q, ride, land impact, that's what's left. Um,
1: Q, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get
1: ready.
3: (laughs) Going down, Jimmy.
1: I believe you. Your switchbacks (laughs) are much darker than mine. (laughs) And air conditioned. That's true.
3: Mm.
0: Oh... All right, Dan, So take it away. Uh, is that Jimmy? Is that are you first, Jimmy, or is it yes? Our, okay,
1: because the submarine voyage at Disneyland came first. Oh, we're going right. with that.
0: Okay, all right. All right, continue the saga. Okay, impress me and impress our listeners.
1: The just to catch everybody up. This is the submarine voyage with Finding Nemo. Submarine voyage is the name of
0: the ride. Um, oh hey, but sorry. Before you get started, uh listener, especially especially longtime listeners, we are th- considering breaking up these potentially bigger topics into two episodes, sort of like we've done here, with possibly not an entire month in between them. Um, and it, it send us send oh, me. I don't want to check my email. Uh, send Jason an email. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Jason will totally pass it
1: on to us, <laughs>
0: or go on our go on the Facebook on our, yeah, group, Facebook group, yeah. yes, yeah,
1: the Supreme uh, Resort Facebook group, S-
0: Supreme Resort group. Let us know, give us. We, we genuinely want to know if you like this idea or uh, not. We we're just thinking it, it might actually make the content uh, more informative. And we do to the curtain our histories. Yeah, spending. there's a lot
1: of work that goes in a lot of research and it's fine the research part all of that takes the same amount of time but when you try to sit in one session
0: mm-hmm.
1: with kind of getting together getting the organized and 30 40 minutes getting ready and then two and a half hours recording it just gets very <laughs> tedious so well
0: and, and by the end of it you're consolidating for the like kind of the listeners patience and like exactly even some of the best points it's like but uh, uh, okay whatever we're done anyway. exactly so, and hey, right. bef-
2: before we really get going here, let's have mm-hmm. a Lord. Scientician Spotlight. Oh, oh, we've got one ready for you, folks. Um, let me take the reins here. Welcome to the Scientician Spotlight. Fish! As far as Scienticians know, there are more than 300 varieties or as we like to call them, species of fish. Little Danny, don't you have questions about fish?
0: I I cannot... I Look, I know the discomfort that comes from you calling me that is well-deserved based on a lifetime of being who I am, but I cannot express the amount of Skin crawliness that comes every time you say that.
2: All right. Uh, well, then I do have a I do have a question though. Maybe little Jimmy has a question for okay. us. <laughs> it's in the chat.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, how Cal- ca- the supreme to gills work.
2: Twenty-four forty. Uh huh. Okay, I'm writing it down this time. It's, it's in the chat. I know, I'm just making sure I, I make notice of the. Uh, Don't we
1: get one per episode, like Guardians Galaxy there Volume 3? <laughs> Man may never know how gills work.
2: Perhaps fish scienticians will share their secrets. There, that we're done. Oh, here's a drawing of a fish.
0: It's a fish. It's little, a little Danny, snarkle. please
3: take a <laughs> picture a of snarkle. that fish.
0: And then the bubbles are coming Fished out of the needs That sunrise. is going
2: on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody.
0: Okay. He just got his COVID shot. There 20,
1: is... 25:32. All right. Okay, we're good. Okay. So, at the... This is Finding Nemo again, because it's been a while since I introduced this. Finding Nemo. It's been a month. Submarine. Vo- I mean, like... In this episode. Oh, okay. (laughs) Finding Nemo's submarine voyage. At the attraction's entrance, guests enter the Institute of Nautical Exploration and Marine Observation. For you keen-eared listeners, that spells Nemo. Mm. Three seagulls perched on a nearby buoy cry out, mine, 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 every few moments. Hank. Who voices those seagulls? Oh, Oh, never mind. I'll talk about it later. Thank you. Um, Hank from Finding Dory, the octopus played by, uh, Al Bundy. Septipus. He was, okay. He was (laughs) added nearby, but he's not animated like the seagulls are. Uh, guest board, one of Nemo's eight yellow research submarines and set out in search of an active underwater volcano. Nemo's submarine names, the 107 Nautilus. 207, Scout, formerly Neptune, formerly Seawolf. 307, Voyager, formerly Sea Star, formerly Skate. 407, Mariner, formerly Explorer, formerly Skipjack. 507, Seafarer, formerly Seeker, formerly Triton. 607, Explorer, formerly Argonaut, formerly George Washington. 707, Neptune, formerly Triton, formerly Patrick Henry. And finally, 807, Argonaut, formerly Seawolf, formerly Ethan Allen.
2: Your honor, uh, can I ask at this time, what is your tolerance for this kind of uh, list of nonsense?
0: Honestly, I just ignored it at this point. (laughs) Okay,
1: great. Uh, You're not alone.
2: (laughs) You're in
0: (laughs) for it.
3: (laughs) Wheelchair-bound
1: guests, or those who can't get down the spiral staircase in the sub, can view the experience from a special topside viewing room in the queue. Seats about six abled-bodied persons plus two wheelchairs With the exception of one small animated effect, the visual is identical, perhaps faster, but despite a large monitor, the creatures appear smaller than when viewing them through a real porthole. The wait for the alternate viewing area is usually brief. Ask a cast member how to bypass the standby line, and there are mickeys hidden in the dive lockers inside. Isn't that fun? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) So it's (laughs) basically switchbacks outside... um, and yeah, it, everyone can experience this in one form or another uh, because those uh, ride vehicles are very tight and you have to be able to walk down very tight spiral stairs.
0: So is it just like a video of the yeah, ride? Yeah, basically. Okay. okay.
1: The same is true for like the walkthrough for Sleeping Beauty's Castle. There's mm-hmm. a room where you can watch it walk through. Are you talking you about the, the ride
2: when we should be talking about the queue?
1: I'm talking about the queue, Eric. In the queue, you can watch the ride. The
0: end.
2: Great. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, do they play any uh, Bobby Darren music in the queue?
1: At the end of the ride, they do oh, okay. play. Y-
0: <laughs> you you were absolutely. There for that <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> Beyond
2: the Sea. Okay. But only Kevin Spacey's cover. That's of, right. It. Only yeah. Kevin
0: Spacey's version. You cannot <laughs> he's, listen he's, to that. He's the captain. He's the captain of every submarine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as a, a friend of mine said, and Eric, I believe you were there for this, but you might have not zeroed in on it as much as I did. If And this is a real quote, and I've since shared this with her and my irritation about it. <laughs> if, you love, if you like Bobby Darin, you'll love this ride. Oh, that is an actual observation. I'm not going to say this person's name. <laughs> it's 50-50, which of the two Don't people uh, that You can
2: put it together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know which one. Oh, you do? <laughs> if you love Bobby Darren. Yep. One okay. of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Anyway. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, whoever you are. I told her that. We find this delightful.
0: Yeah, yeah. She does too. It's fine. Uh, Right. So, uh, Eric, tell me about your cue and do I get to watch a video footage of Finding Nemo's submarine voyage (laughs) in, in a room at your attraction?
2: Well... Uh no, you don't get to watch the entire ride in a room in the attraction mm-hmm. because you can uh go past it if you do not want to get onto your Clamobile. Yeah. Which many people mm-hmm. can. Uh the uh
0: th- Oh you can so so you can still bypass it. You could still bypass,
2: yes. You okay. can still head into the attraction by another route. Uh the uh
1: the queue uh, starts out with... Um, Let's be clear for the listener, Eric. You can't bypass the attraction. No, sorry. You can't get onto the attraction by bypassing. You get into the seas by bypassing the attraction. You can get into the seas by bypassing the attraction. Yes. There you go. And
0: yes. you can can you see aspects of the ride? I mm-hmm. watched a ride through last night, but I didn't...
1: I, you can just see the load area, I think. I okay,
0: have okay. I
2: have not found any evidence that there is a watch through of this mediocre attraction we're spending so much time on.
0: <laughs> I didn't think that I would go there, but I think it has <laughs> that has to be a point for subs. Oh no.
2: Uh-oh, 3 to 1. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, you can bypass it. You can head through a different tunnel and you can either get onto the attraction because it's a it's an omni-mover and many people can get onto an omni-mover if mm-hmm. properly motivated with...
0: But we're, we're talking about the queue. What's in the queue?
2: Oh, yes, the queue. The queue. Oh, gosh, the queue. Well, once you enter the queue, uh, there are water effects projected onto the walls. So it looks like you're underwater at points. Mm -hmm. The switchbacks are, look like, um, aged wood. Oh yes. And there are portions where you can see, uh, you can see, uh, coral with projections of your favorite friends from the finding Nemo. Series. It's not a series that they're, they're only projections. Um, They're they're on screens. They're not projections. Uh, There is also at the end. uh, I know it's actually it's it's at the beginning. Sorry, I'm I'm getting things mixed up in my head here. There's a beach area. So there's a lifeguard station that has signs. Um, One of the signs says, please stay off the lifeguard station. There are beach rentals. Um, This is station 5A. And there is a sign that reads the surf conditions that can uh, that has an arrow that points between mild, choppy, and just
0: swell. Okay, I have ideas, Jimmy. Uh, I am curious.
2: We're, we're Do not you done want, with the cube, by the way.
0: I I know. I but I have, I have questions. I have questions. Do you want to put the seagulls saying "mine, mine, mine" and uh, Ted Ted Bundy? <laughs> Al Bundy. Uh, Ted Bundy. Whoopsie. Uh oh. Different Bundy. Uh,
2: that was a real one. Um, uh, this is this is uh, dark
0: rides.
3: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Do you want to say that those are part of the queue, or do you want that to be land impact? Interesting.
1: Mm, same thing. I this read one. about it as part of the queue because you can't see it from the ride.
0: I can tell you from what I could, from what I'm gleaming currently, you both have very strong land impacts for different reasons. Good point.
1: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, withdraw the statement from the queue and add it to the land
0: impact. Mm. Okay. In that case, I give uh, the C's queue all so far. He hasn't even brought up the seagulls.
1: They're not even part they, of the queue got at this point.
0: Woods wooden switchbacks. Okay. They got it. They got So a, he has a, not. A, he
1: is not presenting. Lifeguard
0: it. stand. We can it,
1: here. Let, here's
0: here's let what, I'm what I'm hearing so before far. Before you enter After the land, versus lack of effort. <laughs> before well, you wait, land, wait, Eric. Enter the land of the Is that
1: the cue? And by the way, they're gone.
2: Uh, Temporarily, what? they're being refurbished. There are loose wires sticking out of the ground with plastic <laughs> over them. But we're I talking about the seagulls, the seagulls yeah. currently they, I, they have been removed and they're being refurbished, but come on, they're coming back.
0: That's fine. But you got, you got wooden switchbacks. You got like screens, you got lifeguard stand. You got a beach setting. You got sand versus under the monorail.
1: <laughs> you fun, that's fair. You got a a, a, a clever wit about just swell for the <laughs> just waves. swell.
0: I mean, if you're trying to argue against the point, that is certainly helping. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I really do. It's effort versus lack of effort. If that's worth at least a point, but Eric, keep going and let's see if you can get more than one point out of it.
2: Well, let's see here. I mean, it's indoors. The entire queue is indoors. You do. Yes. If we're going to talk about. If we're going to talk about the, the Andrew Stanton performed seagulls outside yes you do pass beyond a, a very nice the thing but yeah we'll, we'll save that for land impact um inside it's it's pleasant it's dark it's cold you do pass multiple displays and at the end um when you pass the the beach area you've got rocky walls you've got projected water effects on the walls you've got coral around the area you do have these these coral reef sort of effects that make it seem like you're descending into the water before you board your clammobile. the queue. Oh, um, and before you board, uh, one of these signs reads, uh, daily diving departures sponsored by Nemo nautical exploration and marine ex, uh, marine observation. So they stole same, my name. same name. This one came out before yours. Um, I think,
0: I think, I think we're going to go two points for that. Ooh. Not for that specifically, but for the queue because
3: the
0: it's the not, <laughs> this is one of those situations where it's like, we're not, I'm not even talking like I'm talking absolute lack of effort on
3: Disney. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, outdoor up,
0: it's just, here's the back. ride. It's like uh, yeah, the current utopia is, has more uh, thought put theme. into
1: it. Yeah, good point. Um, I was going to say something about it's not California's fault because of better weather, but you're right, the effort-wise. The other thing, you gave a point for the, the being able to watch the ride-through if you're disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if that is negated by the fact that anyone can ride the Epcot one.
2: It takes a little bit of effort to get on to to get out of a um an electric vehicle or a wheelchair into a clamobile, but it can happen. Um,
3: it, I, I, I
0: don't I think, know. If- I think the point is really more about. Well, I get. I I didn't mean to do this, but the, it's about effort, lack of effort. It's like, yeah, you could. They could shut down the entire ride, and like not shut it down, but they can stop, they can slow it down and you can do the transfer thing. And that's totally fine. And anybody that wants to absolutely should. Um, whereas at Disneyland, you could just go, Oh, that rooms for me. Cool. I'm going to go in there. Yeah. All right. Uh- Your attention,
3: please. <laughs>
1: Shall we talk about the ride itself? Let's I would love
0: nothing more. Okay. Let's do it.
1: So once on board, through their portholes, guests view a colorful underwater environment. One of the first things the guests see is Darla, the niece of dentist P. Sherman. Well, P. S- P. Sherman. 27 Wallaby Way. Anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> she's freediving amid the coral, holding a plastic bag with a fish that she's captured. we all remember that. As the journey continues, guests see a giant sea bass swimming through a seaweed forest. The submarines then enter the ruins of an ancient civilization, which are being explored by P. Sherman, who is scuba diving. Among the ruins lies a gigantic tiki head embedded in the ocean floor. The subs then enter a coral reef with many bright reflective colors. Giant clams slowly open and close as the submarines pass the captain commands the sub to dive much deeper to avoid a surface storm ahead. Now it's important to note that most of the dialogue in this version, which I guess is on Australia, Tomorrowland Australia, um, a lot of the dialogue that, you know, just like, you know, however many degrees forward, that kind of stuff is all kind of borrowed from the original attraction. Uh, At this point, the submarine travels through a waterfall and enters the hidden ride building, where guests find themselves apparently moving through underwater caverns. The captain announces that, due to advancements in marine technology, much like the original attraction, they can use sonar hydrophones to hear the fish talk. This is where we get, effectively, a book report from the original movie. The sub passes through a dark cavern, where huge eels lunge toward it, and lobsters can also be seen. The sub passes a marlin, a clownfish, and Dory, a blue tang, as they discover that Nemo has gotten lost again. Oh and no, Nemo. not again! I wonder if they're going to go through the same adventures they did the first time.
0: Huh. Well, that's that's how you find Nemo. Is that's you right. Just do that's all this the same only stuff. way.
1: <laughs> Farther along the reef, guests encounter Mr. Ray, a stingray, and his class swimming through the coral looking for Nemo as well.
0: Hold on, the I'm first sorry. Mate, do, do they? Is this actually presented as? He's missing again? Yeah. Oh, God. It's the same as oh, Eric's yeah. ride. It's the yeah, same thing. Marlon literally says, oh, no, he's lost again. Again. <laughs> Can uh, I just first on may- principle take away? Uh, by I'm the way, gonna- it same, ha- okay. same exact thing. I know. Same, I know. Same exact <laughs> thing. I-, I need my spite to be recognized okay. by this. All right. So I'm going to give each of you a point for punishment for the other one.
3: I'll
1: I'll, I'll reverse those points in post. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The the first mate announces that the sub is approaching the East Australian Current, and the submarine enters the Current along with Nemo, Squirt, Crush, and other green sea turtles. It's a fun effect in the ride. It's kind of nice. The sub then exits the Current and enters a graveyard of sunken ships. Jacques, a cleaner shrimp, and Blenny, a worried green fish, can both be seen nearby while Marlin and Dory continue their search for Nemo. Bruce, a great white shark, and Chum, a short fin mako shark, swim inside a sunken submarine surrounded by mines. The submarine hits one of the mines, causing all the mines to explode and the sub to shake and temporarily lose power. As the sub goes dark, Marlin and Dory are surrounded by small glowing lights, which turn out to be phosphorescent lights on several huge deep-sea anglerfish. After they escape the creatures, they make their way through the forest of jellyfish. The submarine reaches the active deep-sea volcano, gill, a Moorish idol, bloat, a pufferfish, gurgle, a royal grandma, bubbles, and not grandma, by the way, bubbles, a yellow tang, (laughs) and squirt, Chant as lava flows down the volcano's sides. While Marlin and Dory finally reunite with Nemo. Hooray! And the to, volcano the, to, erupts. The, to their
0: credit, that scene takes place in the... Uh, fish tank. The fish tank. So they That's did right. make some changes.
1: Wanahakalugi. The volcano erupts just as the sub escapes and returns to the reef. The fish gather around and celebrate, finding Nemo once again. Suddenly, a pod of humpback whales appears and one of them swallows both Dory and the submarine, which I thought was kind of a fun little effect, reminiscent of uh, Storybook Land Canal Boats. Dory swims, uh, swims about trying to understand the whale's vocalizations. After a few moments, the whale shoots the submarine and Dory out through its blowhole, which is kind of fun. You're coming out of the, the show building, and so it gets lighter. I, Dory, that,
0: get, that gets a point. That's, that's, a, clever, that's a clever moment.
1: Dory then mistakes the sub for a big yellow whale and speaks whale saying goodbye. The captain tells the first mate not to enter anything that has happened into the ship's log because nobody would believe it anyway. He then says they should bring the sub up to the surface before we have a run-in with a sea serpent or an encounter with a mermaid. Fun nod to the original attraction, and if you look in uh, in the ride's rock formations, you will find... One is shaped like a sea serpent's head and the other shaped like a mermaid. It's in the rock work.
0: I know you're waiting for a point.
1: I'm, I'm just saying. That. The sub <laughs> then surfaces and re-enters the harbor <laughs> where a pair of king crabs snap at air bubbles coming from sewage pipe. An instrumental version of Kevin Spacey's Beyond the Sea <laughs> plays as the submarine docks and the captain thanks the passengers for riding.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Somewhere...
3: Beyond the sea.
0: Um. <laughs> he, 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 here's just a little fascinating feeling that I have. <laughs> you just—I know you described the entire thing, right? It feels so much longer.
1: There's a lot of, I mean, I described all the scenes, but there's a lot of slow moving in between things. Like, yeah. I, I read through the the P Sherman and the uh, the the little girl with the fish. That's like five minutes of the ride <laughs> to get from one vignette to the other. It's it's yeah. slow.
0: It's and about that first eleven part, minutes. That first part is, I have to say, it is lovely, it's especially beautiful. at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. In fact, you didn't. Okay, Jimmy, say something about how it looks different at night. It just so, looks so different. You at you, night. There we go. That's a point. <sighs> <sighs> don't worry, Eric.
1: <laughs> um, so before I don't want to spoiler it, but and I guess I can I can wait for it. But effectively, Eric's version of the ride is exactly what I just said.
0: But it's presented in a very very different way. Exactly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned caverns and I didn't so the the elephant in the room for me with this specific ride is and I told you this in the chat I think it's way too long but they can't really control the speed of it but they can choose what they show you right Mm -hmm, Um, and a lot of the projection effects are so close to you that by like minute two it's like oh that part's not water anymore Or that part's that or that like, and I I understand that there are some parts, especially at the beginning where like the caverns are a transitional thing. But as you were talking about it, I was just thinking the whole time about how like there's so much stuff that is so close to you Mm -hmm. that it kind of ruins the effect really early on.
2: So you're saying just by having your face close to the glass. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that if they would have moved, like, for example, the shark scene, if they would have moved all of those things, like three feet away from you, it would have first. What do you mean all, it's not
1: water anymore? Like you mean the screens aren't water?
0: There's a point where you're, I feel you're like underwater you're the whole underwater.
1: time. Yeah. You're underwater the whole time.
0: But mm-hmm. this, not all the scenes are underwater. From what I can tell.
1: The submarine is submerged in the same level of water the entire ride.
0: Are all of the scenes, are all of the show scenes also underwater?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't look like it.
2: Well, you think there are fish swimming around in the air?
0: Yeah. No, um... (laughs) I, I could be wrong. I've never figured out how, how this ride works and where the water is or isn't. This, um, the
1: water level is always exactly the same. Hmm. And you're looking at these projection screens through water. Now, how the are the sub- projection screens submerged underwater? I don't know. I don't think they are. They may not be, but that means there's a plate of glass that's holding in the water from the, the lagoon.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm picturing.
1: It may be, I don't know. And I I did a bunch of searches about how they do the projection. I have no idea. And Okay. What I feel well, is more impressive is the projections on the actual um aquarium in Epcot. Mm-hmm. That that is just mind-boggling to me.
0: Mhm. Short of just so, screens. Right. Yeah, I, and I guess what I'm saying is that like this ride and you, if you can come up with some sort of argument for or against or why it's not a problem, this ride, you're in a submarine and you're going through such tight spaces. And I understand, you know, what do you call when you just, oh uh, no. First perspective? What are you going no, for here? No, suspension of disbelief. Oh, uh, okay. suspe- I understand that suspicion of d- disbelief is necessary. But you're so. I feel like things are too close, and I know that they have the room to push them at least like a few feet further. In some cases, Hmm. I I think Dan, you don't
1: have enough experience with the Florida version to make that argument. Maybe because the only difference for me and Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, the only difference between these two rides. Short of some different like scenery and whatever, is the fact that you're physically underwater in one, and you're never underwater in the other. But otherwise, it's the same exact ride. It's it's
2: well, very similar. There are some differences.
1: Well, obviously, there are differences. You're not right. seeing mermaid rocks, and you're not going into a whale's mouth, that kind of thing. There are right, there are right. differences, but the fundamental core of the ride is redoing the movie. The the gimmick of the
2: projection onto a thing, right? Is and you're just as do. close
1: as you are. It, sorry Eric you're just as close to those projection screens in Epcot as you are in Disneyland
0: but it look my point is it looks mm-hmm. different and I don't I'm I'm not I'm not like a, a I'm not a physicist or whatever those people are called I'm not like a I'm scientist. just saying that like yes I'm just saying that like in my experience writing the thing it looks just off the dimensions feel off um, I'm not get I'm not it's, that's not a negative point necessarily. It's just a thing to think about or a thing to talk about since we're talking about the ride. Um, but I also think that I get what you're saying about there, there, the, the actual show elements are essentially the same, right? But they're Story presented. Beats are the same. They're, yeah. But, but they're, they're presented in a very different way. And I'm not going to go into what's better or worse, but I think that the, the one th- th- at the land First of all, you don't. It's not like a two-minute load process. Sorry, sorry, cease. I might do that a lot, not on
3: purpose.
0: <laughs> um, uh, like per, the perhaps we load, could go in that direction. You know what? That's a wonderful idea,
3: <laughs> Eric.
0: Stop, tell me about what I'm arguing for. Tell me what I'm going me. to say. Tell me what <laughs> I should. Have, what I, What I? The the version of what I was going to say that is most favorable to your side.
2: All right, great. Well, you reach the end of the queue and you board your clam clam-obile. The clam are uh, a ugly. I have
0: to say they are ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, it's not, not a cl- negative point. I'm just saying <laughs> it, it's not quite
2: the same as a, uh, you know, doom buggy or anything where it kind of turns it, it. Well, it turns to face you and the door opens in the middle. So you walk in with your other person and you sit down and then the door closes in the middle. So it's, it's not, it's not quite the, the, I'll close the bar for you. Um, You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a clamshell with a smaller clamshell in front of it. I don't know.
0: I I think the thing that strikes me as weird about it when I was watching the video was, and I, I, I've been on it before. It's just been a while. Um, was that, you know, you have, it, I think one of the things that is a real draw about this attraction is it is, um, it feels they make more of an effort, I think for placemaking, like with the queue. And they're also dealing with the fact that you are about to see a bunch of real fishies. Mm hmm. And so, like, they have, there's kind of an an extra layer of, like, we kind of have to take this a little bit more seriously because it's Epcot. And then having a little cartoony clamshell is just like, that's a weird choice.
2: Yeah. Do, is it, is it, is it point worthy that one of these is a pretty much a submarine and the other is an Omni mover? Is there, is that enough of a thing for you? I don't want to promote the other attraction, but I've always loved the feeling of th- going in one of those
0: subs. I think we got there previously when it was about the submarines are themselves okay. more impressive in that they exist.
3: Okay,
2: all right. Well, uh, board your clamobile and join all of your friends, who many of many of whom sound just a little different than they used to. Uh, you pass. Realistic looking coral displays displays with screens. Uh, so you start out Mr. Ray and the kids, the, the school, uh, realize that Nemo is heading out to sea. The kids are saying, oh, no, Nemo is heading out to sea. And uh, they're swimming around and then they realize, oh, no, Nemo is lost again. Uh, Marlon is alert. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. I He's just not realized lurching. Something. He's
2: searching. Oh, no. What?
0: I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Nemo is going out to sea, mm-hmm. which gives us a reason to go where we're going, which is the sea. Except mm-hmm. that we find
1: him before we get there. But he he
0: does do we go really, all the way find, to. Do
1: they
2: he, he find does him the before EAC. we get there? Yeah. He does the EAC in both in both versions, doesn't he? Yeah. And goes all the way to Australia.
0: I'm just saying that in terms of like, having it be narrative, Nemo is going out to the sea. We have to follow him and find him. And that's what gets us to the sea.
1: I think it's a stretch. Eric,
0: I'm I, not I, trying to argue I, against you. I would you. not have
2: made that argument. No, no. I don't think that's... A-
0: I don't think that's a stretch. Strange. I mean, am I? I I think in terms of like, st- I will, I'm not stretching to re- to make this point at all. I think I think that just works for me. Where it's like, oh, he went off to see where the other one is. Just like, oh uh, Nima, help us have an overlay for this old dead ride. Like it, it, it makes it in that context. I mean, full disclosure. I don't think either of these need. I I find them whimsical. They're kind of cute. I don't hate that they exist, but if I if they had never existed I wouldn't have asked for them. Um, but but Dan your point yeah. is they're
1: both just cute overlays for a dead attraction.
0: Pretty much. But, and yeah. but chasing after Nemo into the sea gives us a reason to get on the ride. But we're already on the ride.
1: Narratively, we have a thing to do. We get on the ride, Dan, and then Nemo runs away.
3: Yeah, right. She doesn't like
1: on, us. in both cases. So there's no reason for us to get on the ride.
0: Yeah, but at the on the submarines, it's like <laughs> we're both okay, arguing now we're back. why
1: why this is less important for us.
0: I I think it's I think it's damn clever because like we're going out to the sea. Now we're in the sea, like the pavilion, the sea. We're in we're in the sea now because Nemo. Get, got lost and took us there because we had to find him. And in finding him, we went to the sea with Nemo and his friends. Some might say where with the submarine, it's like Jimmy, you're muted. Um, with the submarine, it's like, I'm going to get on the submarine. Okay. I'm going to watch this thing. And now we're back. Okay. Now they found, found Nemo by friends. Now I, I'm just back I where guess I guess they
2: don't necessarily come back in the narrative of the ride.
1: Well, let me, let me set a, a, okay. So in the submarine, Mm -hmm. the, the conceit is you are going to get on a submarine to go explore an underwater volcano. Right. Along the way, you see some of the friends from the movie, you have a sonar hydrophone so you can hear what the fish are saying and you have the same experience that uh, the Epcot one has, right? Right. And then, oh, all this crazy stuff, you get swallowed by a whale, let's go back. Okay.
0: Yeah, so all this wacky stuff happens to you, right, while you're doing this other thing. This one, you are going to find Nemo. Like that is the that's the whole reason you're there. I don't think that's true, Eric, is it? Is yeah. there a
2: conceit for Epcot? No, and it's it's not like the old days where you were specifically going to SeaBase Alpha, right, which is now just called SeaBase. Um you're Yeah, I don't know. You're you're not really boarding these vessels for a specific purpose you're seeing a little bit in the queue that says hey here are your friends they're fish and we're underwater and we're gonna go to a place
0: maybe i don't know um i mean if i'm just if i'm reading too much if i'm off eric you it's it's your point to it's only gonna be one point anyway but it's like if If you think I'm off base, if I'm reading something into this and all the listeners are like, oh, God, he's doing it again, I will take ownership of that. I I can be that person. I legitimately see something in that. But if I'm wrong, I'll accept being wrong. Well, I I don't think think there's
2: that much intention, for sure. Agreed. I think that's the point.
1: If you land there, that's fine. And I'm not going to argue against it. But I don't think there's a story on in Epcot, like there is a little bit in California.
0: I I think it's, I'm going to, I'm still going to give it a point for being at the very least, a convenient uh, coincidence. Uh, You're, you're, you're because it's not not there. I just don't know how much intention is there. Yeah.
2: Have we talked about the sounds? I mean, it's been, it's been a few episodes. You can listen to the odd episode. Okay. Great. Go go do that. Alright. Well, uh, yeah, so Nemo is lost again. Marlon is searching for Nemo with Dory, uh, who actually sees Nemo swimming around. Um, they are projections on a wall. And um you go around a corner and an anglerfish pops out of the dark and scares the fish. And you uh as Marlin swims away from the anglerfish, each figure is on a separate robotic arm. So they mm, have, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. are, they're practical effects that exist Physical in, movement. in the air uh, because you're not underwater in this attraction. Uh, let's see. Uh, continue into darkness where you find a submarine wreck in a minefield. Very similar to the other one. Nemo is hiding and the two sharks, Chum and Bruce, are trying to get him to come out. Uh, they, they say some of their classic lines like, Fish are friends, not food. Swim over here. is um, Isn't
0: one an animatronic? Am I remembering correctly?
1: I was going to say the same thing. I think there's a physical chum. I want to say I think it's, it's a chum. Set Yeah, piece yeah. It's one of sticking them sticking out of a porthole. Right, right.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of a, a lot of practical effects, and that this portion of the ride, if you remember from the previous episode, this is where the ride is going. the The Omni mover is going through the. One of the two pre-show theaters. So part of this attraction is built into this area, where you're not in the aquarium. So you leave the aquarium, you go back into the aquarium. Um, some of the par- mm. port portions of this ride, where you're uh, you're heading through, you're in basically the aquarium port, the the original aquarium tunnels that were part of the original attraction but they're all basically boarded up and, and projected on. So you can't see into the aquarium for most of it. Um, yeah. It's a whole
0: thing. My memory is, that, and this is ba- my mem- memory of the video that I watched. I didn't check the date. I should have is that you start to see underwater projections pretty early on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And then you kind of leave that area. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And you head into, practical effects that make you feel like you're underwater, but you're not.
0: Okay. I really like that angler thing. I'm going to hold the point. I'm, I'm okay. holding on to that point.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. The angler, the angler is a nice feature. And, um, uh, the only real reason that I found
1: well, is wait, to the, w- the angler fishes in both. Right. But, and it's a practical effect in both.
0: Mm hmm but it doesn't like move around like a scary monster. No, it does not. It's stationary something.
3: and it flashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The only reason I have found that the, uh, when it comes to the sharks, there aren't three is because, um, the third shark wasn't available mm. to record at the time they were doing this. Um, and don't worry, we'll get to the voice cast soon. <laughs> if you, if you like lists, I've got lists. Uh, Let's see. And then you uh, head through the East Australian current, which is projected on the walls with bubbles and crush and squirt and Nemo are are swimming through. Um, uh, Sorry, crush and squirt and Marlin, not Nemo.
1: Um, This effect is very reminiscent of the Tron. Is it the, What is the? Oh, I'm trying to remember. The people
2: mover, the the
3: yeah, the speed tunnel, yeah, the speed, the uh, speed, speed tunnel, tunnel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Very and and I I concede that the effect on Epcot's version of the ASC is more impactful
3: because
1: mm-hmm. it's all it's all screen projection in both, but they have that spinning effect and you're in the middle of that spinning effect, you actually feel that yeah.
0: a little it bit. It does give a yeah, it gives an impression of speed for sure. Uh, Jimmy, you had me at Tron Speed Tunnel, so um, I'm gonna award some random points here. Uh, one point to uh, the C for the Tron thing. Um, and if I can give a point to subs for the whale thing, <sighs> no,
3: no, no. I think okay,
0: here's dead. where I'm stuck. I really. Th- you- I- I love the no, angler, either. the animatronic angler thing. And I feel like if I had seen that as a child, it would have terrified me. It's pretty big. And I don't know if that isn't true for the angler scene on the subs. Hmm. But my hunch is that for my, specifically for my child brain, I would have identified that angler thing as terrifying and identified that there's a mechanical thing in behind it and immediately gotten more terrified by the mechanical thing attached to it. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to give that a point. I really want to, but I, think, I, I don't think it's fair to do that. Um, okay, okay. I think... That, oh, and the subs at Disneyland get a, a point for real bubbles instead of the fake projected bubbles. Ooh, real bubbles are cool. Real bubbles
2: are pretty cool. It's like I do like smoke. that effect. I always loved that when you would move into the building and you were you were quote diving and it would get darker. I I love that effect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I'm good with the, with all that. Okay.
2: My dogs are going insane. Dogs agree. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: gonna start barking jingle bells.
0: Are they gonna start a podcast?
1: Yes.
2: We're gonna have a new podcast. It's called Dogs Barking. It'll be on the Ears Up Network 2024.
1: (laughs) A weekly podcast where dogs bark. You'll Is love Jason it. that desperate for content at this point?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just
0: give, give me some dogs barking? There we go. All right. I'm surprised he hasn't given an Asher a show yet.
2: Uh, I mean, he's just so real and cool.
3: <laughs> I, I would. They're think related.
2: I would. Th- right. <laughs> he's his nephew. He gave a show to his uh, his other nephew. Right.
0: Oh, that's right. That means Asher is the less favorite nephew. Mm, I never even thought about that. mm,
2: That's unfortunate. Mm. All right, let's continue. Uh, Let's see. So suddenly you're next to a giant aquarium window. Nemo and his friends are projected onto the glass to look like they are swimming with real fish. Mm -hmm. And they are singing in the big blue world, which is a song Jimmy's going to say it was written for the uh, Finding Nemo, the musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which uh, started previews on November 5th, 2006 and opened on January 24th, 2007, which was after this ride debuted. So this is a, this is a song written for a musical that had not yet debuted and uh, they premiered it basically on this ride.
1: Yeah, a couple of things I want to point out. I love the the continuity between the, the in the resort with this Finding Nemo musical, which I love. It's my whale. It's my dolphin show. Tears every time. It's Bobby <laughs> and Kristen Lopez, Tony Award winning composers. Mm-hmm. And loyal listeners to the show will remember the original Nemo was a guest on this show from that musical. You should listen to that episode because <clears throat> surprisingly, no one has. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really good. And, what episode was um, that? Let me find out. It was th- the case of the because it was second Frozen gate.
2: versus Nemo. yeah. Frozen
1: versus Nemo is the second gate theme park stage shows that, that Bobby and Kristen Lopez wrote.
3: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: something like that. It's a very elaborate title. <laughs> but the 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 two things that I'll say about this now. First of all, I know we're not done, but I I believe the submarines execute this story better. You're oh. underwater the whole time. There's an execution. There's a continuity. There's a story. The projection of these animated mm-hmm. figures inside of the aquarium is like magic to me. And the fact that they brought that song into the attraction, which is a wonderful song from a wonderful musical, th- those two things alone are outstanding, despite the fact that I feel like Submarine Voyage executes the story better. I
2: you've basically made my point the, the the whole the whole thing behind seeing these fish, these animated fish swim around with actual fish is is really interesting. And it's not bad in the subs to see the fish swimming around. You've got your head in your little porthole and it's it's nice, but it, it it's not quite as amazing looking as looking across like Five feet away from you, there is a, a giant aquarium, one of the world's largest aquariums with sixth largest in the world. There you go. Uh, with actual fish swimming around. And then you've got these animated fish that you're that are your friends swimming in it. Um, it's it, it's pretty fantastic. And as you depart, uh, you you get to hear them singing the song in a loop and you get to hear Alice and Janie, um as the starfish. Commenting on things, um, it's it's Hasn't pretty she Kind of lost it, like the
0: character.
1: What's that? Hasn't
2: the, character, the character
0: like kind of lost it. it kind of crazy.
1: Setting? It's the, she breaks the fourth wall at one point. Eric, yeah, yeah. Like for a, the amount of time it takes for each ride vehicle group to pass, mm-hmm. it's like seventeen seconds or something. I forget what it is, but it's it's very funny.
0: So I I oh, yeah, don't. She think talks that directly to you. I don't think that that necessarily is point worthy, and I love that they have an original song, and I like that it that the song itself gives you a sense of arrival, mm-hmm. which again goes back to my other thing. But whatever. Um, and however, it goes on that, that the, the the loop on that is far too long. But those two things combine, one point. For me, right? For you.
3: The
2: Would you like to hear an exhaustive list of all
0: the voice actors? Uh, Yes, please. Hold on. Did you talk about the... Sorry, the language part of my brain is the first to go. You Um, you disembark
2: at the sea base and you're inside the sea base. And that's apparently another episode that we're going to do someday, maybe. Yes. Um because of so Tommy baby. Of turtle uh talk. jellyfish. Are
0: jellyfish. there not jellyfish above you?
2: Oh, oh yes, that is in one of the physical scenes that's inside the theater. I did neglect to mention them. They are hanging above you. They're neon and, and in black light. Um yeah. It's 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 one of those things that makes you feel a little bit like you're actually under the sea.
0: I think that is where where I'm coming to with this is that I think I'm drawn to the sea a little bit more. Um, at least for now, because it feels more like an actual ride kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, you're right, Jimmy, the subs do tell the story better, but I don't know that the story needs to be a, Theme park ride at it's, all.
3: Well,
1: but that's true for both. Okay. Yeah. So what? Right. What Wh- I I don't think that the subs tell the Nemo story better. I think the Nemo story happens within a story mm-hmm. of you going to explore an underwater volcano. Right. That's yeah. the whole point of this. The subs. And the the whole point thing of the subs unfolds. is you're in a sub and you're going to do
2: a weird new version of the original subs.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. you're going to an underwater volcano, and along the way, when you listen to your sonar hydrophones, you come across these scenes that happen within a story. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's better or worse. I just wanted to clarify. No, no,
0: you're right. I I get what you're saying. I just I keep coming back to this idea of that, like the subs, and I don't know if I'm going to explain this well, but it feels like the subs kind of are bur- like yeah they tell the story better but they're also kind of burdened by it being like being a reason to still exist therefore that reason to still exist is to have the story shoehorned in hmm. whereas with the Cs, it's like okay here's a thing we can do and a thing that already exists to make it to really showcase um what we can do and just kind of have fun with it. It I don't know if I'm entirely there yet, but it it, it just
1: listen, you're the judge. They're I, both shoehorned.
0: And yeah, well well, I mean they're, they're both shoehorned, but I think with the C's, the shoehorn is because well, first of all, the load time isn't like 15 minutes, and also <laughs> Fair. and the ride itself is shorter, it feels like four minutes, like yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's I'm more willing to to accept that shoehorn as like, OK, this is actually kind of fun where every time I ride the subs at about the right about the, the, the jellyfish scene, I'm like, oh, God, there's more. OK, <laughs> you know, um, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. I don't know that that's I, a decision. I'll give you that.
1: It takes 11 minutes to get around the loop. It's The capacity is 900 people per hour, yeah. which is very low. Pretty poor, and yeah. it takes forever. Yeah.
0: And that brings up another problem that I have with this. I love that the, the subs are still there. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Oh, yeah. I Love the subs. But should they really still be there in a park where space is It's such a premium? Hey, I they don't still think got the, line, the
2: Autopia right next door. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. on top of.
0: I, and I think that might be a big part of it. Um, and I and, and we'll get to that part later. Um, also, if
2: they changed the subs, the, the Matterhorn would fall into the sea.
0: 100%. That's right. Um, yeah. Collapse. And like, I suspect that the reason why the line for the subs is always pretty long is not because it's super popular. I think it just takes it's that just long. The to capacity. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, just some thoughts, some things to throw around throw back at me or whatever. I just, that's just kind of where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah. I think we're, we're kind of in the middle of a, of a thing and we're not quite there yet, but, um, the middle Lord. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hear about some, some actors because, um, this is what you tune into this show for is an exhaustive list of people. Uh, so I found a website behind the voice which, uh,
1: I've never encountered before. Oh, I'm afraid during the strike, you're not allowed to speak about actors work.
0: Oh, I guess Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy needs to go to bed sooner. So. Well, <laughs> no,
1: All right. Okay. That's it, everybody. No, you're, you're not an actor. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you're not in the guild. You do what you want. Okay. I am
2: not, I don't pay dues. I don't get paid for my voice acting and I certainly don't get paid by earsup up dot podcast.com. Uh, all right, so we've got, uh, let's start with the cast here. We've got Nemo, who is played by Anthony DeMarco,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, who played uh, the nephew in The Prestige in 2006. The movie, The Prestige. Um, in the movie, he was played by Alexander Gould. He's just a, a kid who recorded a voice. You
0: um, know who else was in The Prestige? Huge Jackman. Yes, huge, huge Jackman was also, and so is David Bowie. By the way, since since we since I made the huge Jackman joke, I just want to say I've been such a good boy. You have said porthole so many
3: times.
0: (laughs) I have not giggled. Um, He has not giggled at all. Any jokes? I've been giggling on
1: the inside constantly. David Bowie played Nikola Tesla in said film. Yeah, that's a good movie. Go see it. That was a great movie. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I still have a
2: ticket for that movie in one of my jackets. Oh, you should use it and watch it.
0: Uh, <laughs> spoilers. He was the clock the whole time. Huh?
1: Oh no. What? <laughs> uh, I have ticket. I have two tickets for the Marvels on Friday and person I bought the other ticket for can't go. Hmm. Is it Dan or, or is it me? <laughs> well, it's either one of you. If you want to fly out here, I just, <laughs> he had a conflict and it's Absolutely. at four o'clock on a Friday. And, um, Oh, Eastern Time! I, I oh, think, that's too early. Yeah, I think I'm going to go by myself. So I'd have leave. to leave work at like nine a.m. <laughs> anyway, continue
2: with anyway. your. List. Uh, Marlin, you Nemo's should bring a mannequin dad. with you. What's that? It's be like
0: you should bring a mannequin with you, it's, so it's not weird.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you get on the tollway
1: in the? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, with the carpool lane. (laughs) The
2: carpool lane.
0: I'm way more tickled by that joke than I should be. (laughs) Jimmy
2: just sits next to him again, so it's not weird, right? Obviously, that's not weird. (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) in the original movie Finding Nemo, some guy named Albert Brooks played Marlon. but in the uh, in the the, the attraction and in so many other things, uh, Jess Harnell played Marlin. Jess Harnell oh, guy. is a very prolific voice actor. He played Wacko Warner in the Animaniacs crash bandicoot in those games where crash bandicoot was a crash bandicoot, um, scuttle the seagull in that new once upon a time or once upon a studio short, the one that everybody was crying about a few weeks ago. It was, it was pretty good. I didn't cry. But it was pretty good. You're uh, talking
0: about the people crying that Walt Disney had slightly darker skin than they feel like they sh- that he should have. Is that <laughs> that was that was it. Yes, he was too. Because I, I know some people were crying about that, and those oh, people yes. got made fun of.
2: Well, uh, he me. also played Roger Rabbit in the Disney sing along songs VHS cassettes. If you remember those, um, he also played Roger Rabbit in Mickey's Starland show which ran in Mickey's Starland for the few years that that was open in the Magic Kingdom. That was 1990 to 1996. We'll have to find a way to shoehorn that into this show at some point. He also
0: played the Wicked Witch of the West in several productions of, uh, the Wizard of Oz in Upland, California.
2: Ooh, I'm into that. True story. And also true story. He was many voices in Splash Mountain. R.I.P. <laughs> Brer Rabbit, Brer Bear, Mister Bluebird, the Singing Geese, Brer Terrapin, Brer Porcupine, Boot Hill Boy One and Two. That was the Vultures with the top hats and the Gators with straw hats. None of that's this like is racist character. at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's just Harnell. <laughs> all right, moving. Also on friends to- with uh, Provost. Oh,
1: really. Ooh.
2: We gotta hang out with provost. the reason to get him on All right, in my in my next trip to the parks where i accidentally booked the trips on a different set of days than i
0: initially intended yeah I'm, i would i think it'd be i think it'd be fun for the three of us to hang out with chris provost mainly because for at least the first 20 minutes we wouldn't know how to feel about it that's fair um <laughs> yeah yeah like is he going to do the thing or is he re- Are
2: you a regular person? No, no, What's oh. going to happen? Are, are you, are you doing the voice? Is all that right. real? Yeah, let's all do the voice. Yeah.
0: Cause I'm okay. I am. I'm okay with that. If that's real, but I don't think it is, but maybe I, it, it's like, I'd hang out with Chris and I've met I some of some of
2: the other folks. Yeah, whatever. Um,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, Dory. Uh, not played by Ellen. Somebody uh, played <laughs> in this <laughs> attraction by Jennifer Hale. Again, so many voices in movies, shows and video games. She was Ala Sakura, the Twi'lek uh, or Twi'lek, if you like to pronounce it that way in rise of Skywalker. Uh, she was Cinderella in wreck It Ralph two and recent video games and shows like uh, Sophia, the first, uh, this is all Cinderella. Um, Disney sing-along songs. And she was in, she was Cinderella in Cinderella three, a twist in time soon to be uh, on scraping the vault. vault. Coming up soon. Can't wait. Uh, she was in a ton of Marvel cartoons and, um, yeah, there we go. That is Jennifer Hale. Uh, crush the turtle (laughs) has classically been portrayed by Andrew Stanton, the director of the movie, um, he apparently recorded all of his dialogue for the movie laying down on a couch in his office.
3: Mm, so somebody put a, a boom acting. over
2: his face while he did his laid-back surfer dude voice. Um, Squirt uh, crushes little little baby turtle boy. Uh, hey, Joe. Awesome. No, Nicholas Bird, ah, oh, same, who, pretty close. Who did the the voice in the movie? Also, he's the son of Brad Bird, who is another Ooh. great Pixar director. Um, Nicholas was also the voice of Jack Jack in the Incredibles and the little kid on the tricycle who was so excited to see the Incredibles in action in the neighborhood. The one who's
0: like,
3: "That was great!"
0: at the end of the movie. So that the, was
3: totally awesome. Right.
0: So the family member of the Disney person so far is the only person who has done both the movie and the attraction. I just. And Andrew Stan. Also the director. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Not the, not the, just the child. Uh, Bruce, uh, was voiced by Barry Humphreys in the movie and the attraction. He's an Australian comedian and actor, and he was the classic character, Dame Edna. Mm hmm. If you know who Dame Edna is, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: please send Dan an email. Dan at
0: earsupphyphenpodcast.com. Yes. E- I'll write the email for you right now. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Stop grooming my children with your Disney rides. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Uh, Chum, the other shark. Uh, not Anchor, the third shark, who is played by... Oh, no. I didn't write him down. Um, I, I think that's fine. Okay. <laughs> was <laughs> who, who was anchor. He wasn't in the ride, so we don't have to talk about him. Mm-mm. Um, but chum was played by Bruce Spence who played the same character in the movie. He's a New Zealand actor. He has uh, not a lot of voice voiceover credits, but he was Tian Medon in star Wars episode three. One of those, um, alien folks who met, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi on that planet toward the end of the movie where he, uh, Found, um, he, he like it's the tall guy who's got like the, the stripes on his face, the white face with the the black stripes. The, the big neck galaxy
0: eye people. What's that? The big neck galaxy eye people.
2: No, not them. Not them. Oh. Right. That was from Attack of the Clones. Um, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm blanking on what their names were. The uh, the Kaminoans. Yeah, that was them. Oh, Dan's watching a butterfly.
1: Or a fly, or a wasp.
2: It's a mosquito.
0: Anchor was
1: played by Eric Bana. Also, Eric Bana. There we go. Bruce Banner, right? The Incredible Hulk.
0: That's in, in the Not good Banner.
1: one,
2: um, Tad was played by Austin Carini, um Played by Jordy Ranft in the movie. Um, Tad is one of the kid fish. Uh, he has one voiceover credit, and it's Tad. <laughs> Pearl was played by Erica Jones, uh, played by Erica Beck in the movie, another small child playing a kid thing. This is the tiny octopus. She has a few additional cast credits in Pixar movies. Um, the chicken fish is played by Catherine Ringold, who appeared in Finding Dory, but first in the ride. So this is a character that was originated in the ride that then appeared in the sequel. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. Pixar employee in the editorial department. Who in for occasional voice work. Peach the Starfish played by Allison Janney who is um uh, was very low on this list. Allison Janney one of the most famous people in this movie. Um she played the Starfish in the movies as well. She has not done a lot of voiceover work. Uh she was in the new DuckTales series uh, and um she in her most iconic Voiceover role ever the Kaiser Permanente commercials uh, Ooh. for for a few years. Um, also, she was Ellie Sansan in Star Star Tours: The Adventure Continues. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. That's her.
0: Every time I um, hear that name, a part of me dies. <laughs> Allison Janney
2: or Kaiser Kaiser Permanente?
0: No the, the the name of the robot thing.
2: Ellie Sansan. Yeah. Named after Allison Janney.
0: Yeah,
3: mm Hmm.
2: I'll uh, this is not the first time this has come up in these shows. Sure not. (laughs) The seagulls were uh, outside of the attraction were also voiced by Andrew Stanton, the director who is also Andrew Stanton in my notes. Um, There we go. Boring stuff. Uh, No height requirement on this attraction. It's an omni mover. They don't care. Uh, There's a genie plus lightning lane available. But if you need this, this is a very busy day at Epcot.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, the uh, by the way, uh, Judge, everything Eric just said about the voices, um, true for me as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I
0: yeah.
2: I literally except Allison Janney it, Hold on. on. Eric, Eric, Eric yep.
0: don't listen for don't mm. listen for a little okay. bit. All right, okay. hang on. Um Jimmy. Hey, wait, wait, uh. okay. I don't know if you know this, Jimmy, but I was not paying attention to that part so <laughs> I figured out. as much. Okay. So that's why I just made it
1: easy. Everything okay, he said you. is true for me, too. Great. Cool. Point negated.
2: <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> I spent so...
0: I know you did. I spent I know, so damn
2: long looking I w- up these I- names.
0: I wasn't gonna say anything so until Jimmy until Jimmy set up what I thought was a really good joke. I, I mean, it's true, but it's still a good joke. There, I, there are three I listeners who will enjoy what I just read to them. And, you know, that's great. I I totally I encourage that. I you know <laughs>
2: like and subscribe. Go to our Patreon. Yeah, Eric. N- no if complaints. I were not
1: a part of this show and it wasn't so late, I too. Would and will enjoy that part of it. I love that stuff. You know that. <laughs> sure. Whatever. When I listen back to this, I'll be like, ooh, that's interesting. Oh, I,
0: I mean, let's be honest. When Jimmy talked to me about being on this show all those years ago, I was like, oh, I think I understand why my voice is, is, is important here. It's for this reason. <laughs> yeah. Our our listener, our core listener base, they're going to love that crap. I, I'm here for the people who don't. Uh, that's fine. Sabrina, it takes. It, 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 <laughs> write down the timestamp. I takes, already
2: wrote, I wrote it. down the timestamp. It takes. Wait before you wrote down the timestamp before I. Said
0: it. <laughs> it takes all kinds. I I, I love that. I, truly, I love that you did that. <laughs> I but about <laughs> thirty seconds in, I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I felt the same way, but
1: for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for good job, Eric. <laughs> thanks
2: for interacting with me as a human okay. being.
0: And no. No. And and th- that joke was a callback to what I said before earlier. You'll you, when you edit the episode, you'll see the connection. I wasn't just being. I wasn't. I was being a dick, but I was being a dick with a purpose. Great. Again, that's why I'm here.
2: I love your purposeful dick. <laughs> um
3: a few more of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you. A few more boring facts. This attraction is located in world nature along with mm. the land. Um, because that's what we call this area now. And we need to keep promoting this so people learn the worlds in Epcot, because this is very important. Uh the clam I already talked about the mobiles opening up in the middle. They don't like go down, they they
0: that would Open be great the if they if they like did, <laughs> they closed the way an actual clam close <laughs> Smushed you in the middle. <laughs> and then you watch a video the whole time. <laughs> that would be good. And as as we mentioned earlier.
2: And then you get out
1: and there's a pearl. There
2: yeah. you
3: go. Oh.
2: As we mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of controversy about the attraction right now. Because the seagulls aren't there at the moment. Because they're being refurbished. Um, Inside the Magic did a whole stupid thing on it. Um, 14 paragraphs until they got the sentence. Until they approached the sentence, now another Pixar film is being scrubbed from Disney.
0: Oh, God. Uh, oh then a few paragraphs about the attraction that were. Honestly, if those seagulls are the thing that makes the attraction for you, th- th- go somewhere else.
2: The, yeah. Yeah. It, it, hell. It, go just, watch a
0: Puppet Show. Or just something.
2: bad stuff. But they based all of this off of a tweet by somebody. And part of their argument was that the seagulls are gone and they've painted the roof of the attraction copper and the, right. the tweet that they posted was a comparison bet- was a was a humorous comparison between the seas and mission space where there, where somebody said this is basically the same show but the same like attraction building out in front That's dumb
1: and I think they're making
2: it look more like the original. Right. I'm um, guessing some sort of AI or some sort of person who's not attentive looked at it and said, Oh, they painted the seas copper. Oh, no. They're obviously removing um, the Finding Nemo stuff from it. But uh, yeah, they did get a click out of me because I had to read the whole thing. And um, that's yeah, all they think, need. It's all that matters. There we go blog Mickey uh, another site that's a, a a little bit questionable but also sometimes useful um, had a picture of the wires for the seagulls covered up with a plastic bag tied up with a rubber band which I thought was pretty great like they removed the seagulls for refurbishment clearly and the wires are still there like it's not a it's not a big deal anyway
0: we gotta get in that clickbaity garbage. We got. We got. Yeah, we we gotta start cashing in on that. All right, let's start. Did you hear? There's
1: a theme park closing at Disney World.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wait, Jimmy. What? What?
3: A whole yeah. theme park closing yeah. at Walt whole whole Disney World. Theme, theme park? At Disney, I mean, you they, say
0: they they do at have Disney. so many. I guess that, that would make sense. But I mean, I what about the magic and all the magical experiences that? Well, you my know, Disney
1: creates have? magical experiences for people. They do, and sometimes. They just need to close.
0: What are they? That's. They're just closing. I know they're just closing out of spite, and they're closing because it's just it's part of their woke agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's because
1: Ron DeSantis told them they had to.
0: Oh my god! No, I mean we need to start making clickbait.
1: Oh, we don't want to just tell stories that are actually true. (laughs) Folks, every year one of the uh, water parks closes for refurbishment the, during right, the winter Eric's it's like cold it every year. Every Eric's year. COVID is kicking in. <laughs> All right, let's get this. I got a heart out. Let's go. All right. Land okay. Impact. Land Impact. Ooh. Where are we at Do, with points? We got any points
0: here? Uh we got the sea uh with Nemo and his friends is ahead one point. Okay. We're looking at 7 to 8. <sighs>
1: Um, Impact our right. lands there, Jimmy. So, Dan, you, you'd mentioned about the the the, the space. And mm-hmm. the thing that I like about Tomorrowland in that specific, and we've talked about it in the past, that specific kinetic energy of the submarines moving, the monorail going by, mm-hmm. formerly the people mover, the, mm-hmm. the Tomorrowland, the, uh, the Utopia, all of that is all this kinetic energy. The problem is... It's all one structure. Yeah. The monorail, the people mover, the uh, autopia, and the subs are all one superstructure. So you get rid of one, you get rid of all.
0: And for listeners who are like – the, the most nerdy version of us listening to this, we understand they are not literally the same thing, but they are so interwoven that they may as well be.
1: Well, but that the pylons of the monorail and the yeah. extension of the, of the, of the, the uh, Autopia are on top of the submarine right. show like
0: right, no, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that like, and, and what you're doing now is what they are doing, but in reverse. I'm just making it okay. clear. We understand that they are not literally the same thing, but right. your point still completely stands. So,
1: you know, the Tomorrowland problem of it all, right? mm-hmm. um, That none of it, it makes sense anymore to be in Tomorrowland. You get on the thing and you're in Australia. Um, but as far as Tomorrowland's, excuse me, Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not picture that without the submarine voyage.
0: So not in disagreement, but I'm going to add hmm. add to this in a way that seems like taking away. It's about the lagoon.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely right.
0: And you need in to have lagoon, something in the lagoon mo- that's, moving, that's in, moving, unless it's just so it's just a water feature. Otherwise.
1: And right, of course, right. the mind, mind, mine, Andrew Staten birds.
0: Yeah, um, I get, yeah. I mean, I get that's an appeal. I don't, I don't love it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. Again, it's not negative. It's just you're not gonna really get a lot. Yeah, from I'm that not trying to that.
1: convince you of it. I guess the, because I brought it up before is part of the queue, and then I changed it to the land impact,
0: and it, fit, um, it it works better as part of the land. I think
1: agreed. So I didn't make any notes about this, like I mentioned in the chat, because I don't know that I have a true opinion about it. Um, and again, when we're talking about lands. Because the lands at Epcot in in World Nature are inside of buildings, it's hard to have this Omnimover impact the land unless you can't access the land without this ride, which is not the case.
3: Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I mean. Now, you,
1: you can access Tomorrowland without this ride. So maybe that negates itself.
0: And you can access the seas without going on
2: the ride.
1: You, That's what I'm saying.
2: You can get in without it, but the general way to access the land, as you're walking up to it, you see that wonderful rock thing, the uh, reef with the, the water, the with reef the waves. with the water that splashes yeah, up on it. Eric, and the-
1: before you even get there, I, I think I'm going to get there for you. The, you can Thank get you. into I hate this talking. You can get into the Seas Pavilion without going on this ride, but you have to know where you're going. Right. So if we're talking about the Seas with Nemo and Friends as a land, which is reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 90-something percent of the people are not going to access the Seas with Nemo and Friends without going on this ride.
0: Correct. I I feel like the Nemo and Friends ride, I didn't think that was going to come out coherently, but it happened. Um, it's more the land impacting the ride in a way. And Is it? didn't that, didn't that wave thing exist before Nemo? Yes. The wave thing did exist before, and then they
2: added in the seagulls, the seagulls. Yeah. Eh. Um, so and they added in more <laughs> like kind of mid mod, uh, Images of characters from Finding Nemo on the front of the building. yeah, The
1: the mural. Right. So so I think, just to finish my thesis statement here, is that as an impact of the land, more people are going to go on the ride to access the land, whereas in Tomorrowland, you don't need to go on that ride to access the land. And in fact, most people don't go on the ride because it's prohibitive. I will say again... It does it better. The submarines do the whole experience better.
0: Pause Personal. if you don't mm. mind. Go ahead. I'm talking about land impact in terms of like how it, how it actually impacts everything around it. I don't care about the people. I care I don't I care about Dan people. Dan does not care you know, like, about people. It's it's not it to me land impact isn't so much about wh- whether or not people have an experience with whether or not people have I would argue that in terms of land impact a bunch of people have an experience with how the subs impact the land more than actually ride it because it's this giant it's a Big thing of water, and it's mm-hmm. a huge. I mean, visually, it's beautiful, especially at night. True. Um, even during the day, it's nice blue even water. Even during the day, yeah. but but it's it's just it's such a pleasant place to be, whether you are riding the subs or not. Hmm. And that wouldn't exist if the subs weren't there.
1: That's fair. Um, and then we could also extend the argument further to say that the land in Epcot is technically world nature. So if, if we're talking about this ride impacting the land of world nature, then it has no impact. Or very impact. It is a giant aquarium is nature, but the aquarium is not the, is not the subject at hand counselor.
2: But you see the aquarium,
1: the reveal of the aquarium
2: is a portion, a major portion of the ride it's it's a little part of the beginning and then it's the the big reveal at the end is wow my f- my cartoon friends are inside this giant aquarium filled with real fish and turtles and sharks and all that
0: stuff i think, I think the, you already got a point for that i think the ride by the way if they're projecting just fish onto a shark that'd be a that would be a clear winner um <laughs> but um i think with 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 the seas it's like I get what you're saying, Jimmy, but, 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 or, and whichever, um, it's not that it doesn't have any impact. It, 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 it it sort of enhances. It's like, it's like, it's like dipping your fries in ranch. You can still have your fries, but this is your dipping it in ranch Um, or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? it's, 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 It's the ride works as a very good condiment for the land.
1: But I guess I, I'm I'm arguing with myself here a little bit. But is the land? We all are right now. The seas <laughs> right? with Nemo and friends, or is the land world nature? Uh,
0: well, hmm. let's. What what are they? What is the what is the guidebook say? What is the, what is was the app say? The land is the world seas. Nature. Nemo and friends right. is okay.
1: located in World Nature.
0: All right, so my. Th- the way I answer that question re- remains whether it should be or not. We're going off of what the guide says because they've decided that that's the, that's the case. Um, so I will confirm. Okay, it's a very I think to be perfectly honest, the Cs with Nemo and friends, or rather just with nemo and friends not the seas yet so with nemo and friends it is now called the seas you're right the pavilion um, but the right is with N- nemo and friends correct um it has a lot to potentially in terms of land impact i can't i, I can't say that the subs Don't beat the seas for this, because that damn lagoon is such a big part of Tomorrowland, and kind of it is a pretty big draw. And it's just if you consider Matterhorn being a fantasy land, yeah. But look
2: at look at the look at the presentation of the entire pavilion, the seas with Nemo and friends. You've got this this kinetic. Splash out front with, with the, mm-hmm. the seagull friends that you before know,
0: th- which existed before this overlay.
2: Right. And there's so a the, dis- sort of the lagoon. There's a display off to the side with, with 3d, sure. like the puffer fish and several of the other fish from the, the, the movie. And then there's the, the kind of mid mod, like half, like 2d display on the front of it. It's drawing you inside with your friends. It's telling you, this is a thing, and you don't know what's inside, but you can come well, inside, it, and you'll find out. But I,
0: but I have I'm, to actually go inside in order to experience any of that, except for the that splash is correct.
1: Effect. So here's what I'm going to say, uh, Eric. To your point, um, the same as the boun- dancing fountains at the imagination or the upside down waterfall of water falling up. Those things mm-hmm. are also drawing you in mm-hmm. because. The seas is in world nature. So, if we're talking about the land as world nature, Uh, let's just
2: say imagination is in world celebration. Let's let's not say that. No, we we've we've already said that. We've already decided that.
0: Have we or have they?
2: No, we. It's in (laughs) world celebration, and it was brought up when I was arguing for the attraction a couple months ago. I thought
1: confirmed.
0: It is.
2: So the only things in world nature are land seas.
0: Okay.
1: Also, let me say, I don't care at this point. Like (laughs) I, I don't either. either And I I think I'm
0: just trying to not give the subs a point because I just, I just love that land impact so much. I'm actually really trying to be fair here. Um, I I
2: do love the look of the subs floating. I agree. It does draw Uh, you in and then you look at the line and you leave.
1: Yes, I personally believe that the impact of the submarine voyage to the land is greater than *Sea with Nemo and Friends is to the land of world nature. You can't see the ride.
2: You don't know right. You don't know the ride exists unless you go inside. My nieces love it. I've seen that we've been there times where they will ride the attraction, leave through the back door, come back out, ride the attraction again. But.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think if. Uh, if just, that, just uh, go ahead. Subs one point.
1: All right, which gets us to a tie. Yep. So I th- I think, and again, I'm you know I try to be as objective as possible here. I said already that I think the the submarine voyage tells a better story. Hmm. But that the the amount of people who experience that on a daily basis and the amount of time it takes I think we're talking about 900 people per hour at submarine voyage and the load unload tedium and the 11 minutes on the ride now you could argue that 11 minutes i'm getting more bang for my buck but it's 11 Mm -hmm. minutes because of how long it takes to get through everything Mm -hmm. so you're the judge obviously but i think if we talk about throughput and more people being able to experience an attraction that would give the leg up to the seas. More people being able to experience
2: the attraction and
1: the attraction goes somewhere. It does. You're right. You end in a different place than you begin. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you end in a whole new experience of stuff rather than where you started at the base of the monorail.
0: Right. So to add to what you're saying, I think also, at least for me, for the seas, it's like it gives you a reason to go to the place. And then it's like, Oh, I'm here. I may as well check out some stuff. Correct. Um, it's I, more of a
1: voyage. It's a good point.
2: Yeah. And you know, you got turtle talk in there. So it's, it might be something that you're specifically going to.
0: So I think that you're right. It tells the story more, it, more better. I'm going to stick with that. Um, but the seas. I think does it in a more concise way that it isn't too long. It's, it's less of an ordeal and ultimately it feels more like a fun. It feels more fun mainly because it feels like less of a commitment Okay, where it's just like, Hmm. Hey, I'm going to do this cool thing. There have been times, honestly, and I think the last time I went there, there was, I was looking at the subs line and it was like 10, 15 minutes, right? And I don't hate that ride really at all. I mean, I love Bobby Darren, so i love the ride. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And um, Kevin
1: Spacey. You love Kevin uh, Spacey
0: too. <laughs> Kevin, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I just, I could, I was like, I really should go on this. I sh- It's like almost no weight. But I don't want to deal with the whole like, Going down, being a fat guy, going down the stairs and then like pulling down the thing and being next to people and then them jumping on the, the the hatch above. And like, I mean, there are parts of it that are charming and it's like, it is definitely one of those things where it's like, when it's like, it's like, it's all, it's, all, it's like when you, when you crave Taco Bell or McDonald's, it's like nothing else will do. And th- same thing with the subs. It's like, when you want to go on the subs, there's no, there's no substitute
2: that nostalgia trigger flipped and you're like, no, I gotta, I gotta walk into a weird contraption.
0: Right. And it can be really exciting, but most of the time, and I'm, I'm doing that thing that we do very often, which is okay. You have one right next to the other. Which one do you go on? Most of the time, 80% of the time, unless I'm like, I need the subs in my life right now, which does happen, but not all the time because of the ordeal. I would just go on Nemo. I mean the the other one. the C's. Eric
1: is typing messages in a messenger to a group that is not this group.
3: I just want you to know that. (laughs) I just want you to
1: know that. I'm just how much he's checked out of this.
2: (laughs) Hey, you checked out when I talked for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm allowed to check out while you two are arguing for me. What, why do I need to talk? You two are taking care of it. I don't care.
0: Um, I, Yeah, it's weird because I, I almost feel like I know I'm being as objective as possible because I want the subs to win. But after everything that we've said... I think the seas is the winner. I kind of think think it's
1: better. You got, well, overall, like we've discussed it. It's just, yeah, it's better. Overall, it's more fantastic.
2: The, the way that the projections show up in an aquarium filled with fish. I think for me, I'll give you that. That right there is, is some of that Disney magic where you go, whoa, Yeah, My friends are inside of a real aquarium, and it's a
1: giant aquarium. And everybody loves original IP. They got that with the song.
0: Yeah, it's, it's better, but with the caveat that if you want to go on a submarine ride, there's only one that you can go on.
2: And that's... That's fair. I have nostalgia for the submarines, but that said... I, I loved 20,000 leagues under the sea and going on the submarine ride at Disneyland. I've done it twice. I don't know. It, it's just, it's a long wait for something yeah. that's not as much and I mean, fun.
0: And even if they, even if, yeah, it shouldn't exist in a lot of ways on paper, please don't get rid of it. Oh,
2: absolutely not. Yeah, right. no, <laughs> we keep it. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I, it's, yeah, I, I, so, with all those qualifiers, I feel very comfortable saying the Seas wins. Congratulations.
1: Oh, and bring back the Living Seas.
0: Oh. Hmm. Yeah. If they had that technology in the Living Seas,
2: game totally. over. Totally. Yep. Get off the... Get off your Clamobile and then take a hydrolator down. No
0: Clamobile, first of all. No Clamobile, 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 okay. Just a regular old. In a weird box. No Mobile? All um, all right, Dan, we'll take us home. That was great. All right, let's see. Uh, We got other shows on the network. Uh, Other shows such as the aforementioned. Oh, before I do this, Jimmy, you have any uh, concierge news?
1: Yeah, I've got a new one. Um, I think I mentioned... Bianca and her the Reiki family on Scraping the Vault. I didn't mention it here. Uh, and they have another family coming from uh, Oregon, plan their trip for December. There was still availability. I think I mentioned that. Was that? That wasn't this I show. Know,
0: scraping the Vault.
1: Scraping the Vault. Pretty sure. Uh, I've got a new one from Mexico, the Yorube be. family. Mm-hmm. And they actually were meeting tomorrow to plan a trip for early December, if you can believe nice. it.
0: Nice. And if you would like to meet Jimmy tomorrow, you can call 856-REARS. Yes. Uh, and tomorrow oh, and we, we have two
1: new ones that I got well, Hold on, they haven't called me back yet But there are two new listeners That have, uh, I'm not going to take much longer
2: Erica, uh, Trinette I, I tune this part out too I'm, trying, I'm okay. trying to
1: find a good song for Jimmy But I just closed all the windows I didn't think we were going to
0: Trinette <laughs> has
3: know.
1: reached out she says she wants to go fall of 2025. That's a little far in advance for me. Ooh.
0: But anyway, yeah, yeah people are uh,
1: listening. Thank you, listeners, and concierge 856R here at the end.
0: Right. Uh, so other shows you can listen to on our network. Ooh, oh, oh, hold on. I almost forgot. Uh, these other shows are brought to you by uh, uh, an app. I think it's an app called Single Writers. Single Writers. Single Writers. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it exists. It's a real thing. I'm gonna move on. I really want to retire this bit. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, would be yeah. long story. Other shows that happen with us. You have ears up, ears up in depth. Uh, Recording uh, now. Uh, <gasps> Ooh. right after um, we finish. Yeah. All right. Uh oh, in depth is in depth is yes. Oh, I can't wait. Um, no further comment. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, milk milk illuminate around the corner. the milk, also known as Benth milk podcast. They talk about Star Wars stuff. Um, and the people who talk about other Star Wars things, the Star Wars things known as Marvel, they are puny pod and they are full size humans. Um, that's just a name. And let's see. You got concierge? Contact us. Uh, I'm Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Uh, neither Jimmy and Eric know how to access their emails, and mm-hmm. I don't really check mine. So go to the Facebook group, interact with us there. We're Eric
2: Pod D at uh, at on Instagram or TSR East.
0: Oh, mm. I need to get on TSR West a little bit more. Um, that's all I got. Uh, that's a show. See you, get you in get the do parks. Good, good to each other. It's fresh Bakes Cord
2: He said the magic words.
1: <laughs> For the record, is 10.02 p.m. I'm normally asleep, but I'm awake. Ooh, Trinette responded. Fall of 2025. Very expensive vacation here. They're going to D.C., New York, and Boston. Oh, neither. Eight nights, seven days in the parks six nights six days on Disney properties one day at Universal single gate. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> gotta see all of Harry Potter. All single of them. day tickets. Love to pick my brain more in Oh all
3: the Potter <clears throat> Oh are we still recording? Nah.